0: If you like what you're about to hear or what you've already heard, be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find this episode along with others on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OffTheClockPod, that's O-F-F-T-H-A ClockPod, or you can search Triple D, that's triple underscore D. And you can always email me at OffTheClockPodcast at yahoo.com. Once again, that's O-F-F-T-H-A ClockPodcast at yahoo.com. This your boy Triple D, back with another episode of the Off The Clock Podcast. Sorry I've been away for so long, but I promise not all of it was due to laziness or slacking. Um, honestly, I, I, I didn't have a laptop to record on. I had nothing to record on, so I was kind of dead in the water for quite a while. But I'm back, and I'm glad to be back. Um, last time you heard me was the, the grown-up stuff episode, and uh, pretty much... Another episode of Transparency where I pretty much told you guys about how I had to get a colonoscopy. And uh, sorry if you guys were concerned, waiting for the results and everything. But uh, the results came back negative, negative. Sorry, I almost said positive. That's not what you want results came back negative um just had to change up my diet and uh come back in a few years for another one just to be on the safe side thank you for those who were concerned and reached out to me and uh again apologies for for taking this long at the very least i probably could have put something on uh either wait a minute i did put something on instagram i didn't put it on twitter but i did put something on instagram to reiterate that fellas everyone but fellas go get checked out every now and then, um, stop dodging prostate issues. Uh, if you're in that age range where you need to go ahead and get that done, go ahead and get it done. Um, if something seems a little suspicious and you're resisting going to the doctor because might get a rectal exam, you stop it. Go, go get checked out if you can. So yeah. Um, how you guys been? Hope everything's been well. A lot's happened. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, have won their first NBA championship. And Kawhi said, glad I was able to help, but I'm going to go ahead and head on out. And is now heading to the Clippers. in as like the icing of the cake of probably the craziest NBA free agency uh, situation, the the craziest offseason I've ever witnessed in the NBA. And I'm not, I'm I'm the most casualist of fans. I don't even really have a team for real, for real. But just all the moves that happened with this offseason is just wild. And um, to revisit it, it kind of boils down to what I had talked about on a previous episode where, you know, I pretty much talked about how we need to stop treating athletes like things. And uh, these athletes, these, these NBA players, they pretty much told you guys this time around with this this action. And like, hey, I appreciate the fandom for those of you who are, you know, True fans, but um, at the end of the day, I am going to do what makes me happy, and if that means Katie and Kawhi going to going to Brooklyn, uh, Kawhi doing a one and done up north, and coming down to to L A, and so on and so forth, that that's I think that's what we're seeing now. They're going to do what makes them happy first, and what benefits them the most first, and I I applaud all of it. And speaking of applause, got to give a huge shout out to the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team on their yet another World Cup win and pretty much uh, the the outcome to a tournament where from start, it looked like they were pretty much there because it's required for them to get the trophy because no one really stood. No, no one really stood out as a real threat against these guys. Um after the, the beat down, they handed out from Thailand to just pretty much how they, they handled everybody else after that. It was, it was pretty clear as it went on. It's like, okay, it's pretty much just a straight line to the, to the tournament. Them being here is just a requirement. And it was crazy. Um, as a kid up until about middle school, I was, I was really into soccer. I wasn't that great, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I never, like, I kind of, like I said, i kind of stopped after middle school where, uh, Marching band became my my one true love. Um and after that like I was never in it, soccer never kind of crossed my mind again. Like I enjoyed watching it every now and then. Um I got to be honest like we had the tournament on in the clinic that I work at and it it really got me back to being a fan again. Like it almost had me wanting to look up low speed soccer leagues <laughs> in my in my area. Um but then my knees were just like, "Nah, you just go ahead and" continue being a fan we we don't need to be out on anyone's field because we can't run. we could probably barely even dribble, but yeah, like like i said this this has definitely got me back into wanting to watch it more on a regular basis um so again, hats off to those ladies who not only had to endure uh just the the competition on the field but a whole lot of criticism off the field. Uh, Reading some of the comments under some of the posts about them in their highlights was just wild to me. It's like, yeah, it, it goes without saying that women deal with a lot of crap just from sexist and misogynist and all that stuff. But some of the comments I read from these, I love America so much, I'm willing to not root for a US team because I don't like what this lady said or what these ladies said or these nasty women are doing too much was just crazy to me it was it was wild i just didn't expect to see so many americans openly declare they weren't going to they weren't going to root for a predominantly white american team pretty much off sexism they'll never say it but based solely off sexism and it was wild but i'm glad they proved them all wrong i'm glad that they got that w and uh, hopefully it's a step in the right direction for, for these kind of things. So again, salute to the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Hey guys, um, real quick, I just want to say I'm sorry if the uh, sound quality is a little different. While I was recording that last bit, a huge storm kind of rolled through. So I had to pause it, stop it, save it, and wait for it to pass over. So um, let's go ahead and pick up where we left off. And uh, we'll start by getting right into the meat of this episode. I want to talk about safety nets and uh, kind of both sides of that coin and the double-edged sword that they can be. So a while back, um, just being around my parents and talking about a lot of things, uh, I came to the realization that I have a pretty good support system in my family. And What kind of made me focus on it was that me and one of my friends uh, were just having a conversation just about life and how, you know, it's just rough out here in general for everybody And uh, we both came to the conclusion that, like, no matter how bad it gets, um, we're both fortunate enough to be in situations where we have support systems in our family that would never let us just hit complete rock bottom. I'm not saying that they would keep us from struggle, but we know that if push came to shove, if, you know, in case of emergency, we could always break open glass uh, because we were just fortunate enough to have that type of family support system. And I'm not saying that both of our families were, you know, super well off and they could just, you know, pay off whatever we're going through and just throw money at it. Just in the the general sense of if I needed a place to stay, I, I got family that wouldn't let that would, you know, do whatever it took to make sure I wasn't on the street. We're both in the scenario where we'd never have to worry about that sort of thing. Getting back to what I was saying about, you know, my parents in particular, they they put Things in place when I was younger, um, that obviously you don't really take note of these things when you're a kid, but like just, um, you know, not necessarily like, well, no, some people do do trust funds and stuff like that, but, um, you know, setting aside these accounts, uh, for rainy day things, or, uh, just to something to, to leave behind something unfortunate was to happen to them. Uh, just, When I had to fill out some paperwork and have some things signed over to me um, and just listening to what was put in place, it was just like, man, that I had no idea. Um, Partially because I never knew exactly they didn't hold it over my head or throw it in my face or anything like that. But it was eye opening and kind of good to know that, like like most parent and child relationships, you may not always get along, but uh, to know that, like. These measures were put in place way back whenever they started and they they kept with them and it it put into that perspective of like when I finally get it together and if I decide to have a family bullet point number one is to start planning for whatever may come so that my child will be or children, whatever, will be okay if something were to happen, Um, not saying that again, not saying that like I'm sitting on top of this this crazy amount of uh, money that's, you know, Scrooge McDuckish and, you know, I could just go in there and ball out if I want. No, nothing like that. Connor, it just sort of reaffirmed that that thought of like, you know, my support system is again looking out for me. And I think it's one of those things that we talk about a lot. uh, Well, I'm not going to say a lot. It's one of those things we 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 see on facebook where people make these posts that are pretty generic and kind of just one dimensional of like you know what are you going to leave behind to your kids and and your legacy and and this and that and the third and i think people most people kind of present it as you know do you have a stash of money and while money is important i think we need to dig a little deeper and you know look into if you have the means like getting insurance policies and these contingencies, not to say that you're going to have a, 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 a perfectly mapped out plan, but like, I, I don't, I feel like I don't see it talked about enough amongst our generation. Granted, that is something that you would kind of discuss, you know, more privately with your, with your direct family and all that stuff. But it was just something that I, I, I looking at my situation as opposed to a few other people's that I know situation. Um, I just, I'm. Thankful that I, that I have a family support system present. Now on the other side of that coin, um, me and another friend of mine, very good friend of mine, were talking about the the downside to having a safety net. That some people who have safety nets tend to abuse them. Um, they're always, you know, they, uh, we were talking about a, a, a person who kind of uh, took advantage of his his family's kindness and uh, kind of rebelled a bit. And was super unappreciative. And I've definitely seen that from other people um, just out in the world and everything um, who have gotten used to their family support always being there, um, which it's like it's a weird thing to contemplate, because it's like I'm not saying that you should. I, like I'm, I'm definitely in no way saying that you should take advantage of uh, your your family's support and help. But it it, it was kind of strange kind of wrapping my head around how and that's always going to vary from personality to personality how a person can bring themselves mentally to do that knowingly you know what i mean and um yeah it was a really interesting conversation about how um this person completely depends on their support system and while talking a lot about uh wanting to do more and be more independent um they kind of shoot themselves in the. they would shoot themselves in the foot and rebel just to turn right back to that support system and ask them for help getting them out of this and that or, you know, money or this or whatever. And it just got me to thinking, like, it, it's strange how that same support system can can kind of can hinder you a bit um, if you're not careful. And obviously there's not there there's, you know, not every scenario is going to be a scenario in which. A person just abuses it and becomes malicious. But, and this is where the self-realization for myself came into play. I've come to this realization that I've been a big part of why my life personally, me, um, Triple D, Diggs, um, a big part of why my life has been so stagnant despite me wanting to make progress and struggling with making progress is because I'm... I guess, I don't know if subconscious is the word, but I become super comfortable in that safety net. Even when I didn't know that it was as encompassing as it was, um, it's kind of hard to explain. It's like wanting to get out and venture out and make these leaps has always been hard to me. And I think it's partially due to the, the comfort of a safety net and by comfort I don't necessarily mean like I'm, you know, I'm laid up at home being lazy and and not trying to do anything. It's just that that wanting to step out and jump in the deep end, you know, leaving the kiddie pool. And it's like it needs to be done. But the fact that like the 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 railing is is so close, it, it makes it harder to make that to, to you know, to push out further. You know what I mean? And it's what makes it a little worse is the fact that, like, I know that if I misstep, you know, I I know that the safety net, the the support system I have isn't going to let me just straight up drown. But I think a part of me just have, has gotten a bit complacent and that I guess I haven't made many moves that require me um, looking in a direction where the safety net is not in sight. You know what I mean? And um, it's so many more ways than one. It's it's something that I have to work on, um, whether it's little by little um, building up or just taking a gigantic leap. Um, something has to be done because, and you know, I guess psychologically it's like it should be easy because I know the safety net is there, but the ledge still has to be approached and the jump, the leap has to be taken. And I, I have to do it. Um, so. One way or another, I'm going to get to working on that. And um, hopefully those of you who may kind of identify with what I'm saying, um, if any of that rambling made sense, or if you know someone that may be able to identify with it, hopefully you guys get the, get the, the, the courage to, to work up to taking that leap yourselves. And uh, with that being said, um, definitely, I want to say thank you, Ashley, for that conversation because it was right on time. Uh, Despite the fact that I'm recording way after the fact, but at the time it was right on time and it's led me to open up my thinking in regards to taking some, some different steps, some, some different, a little bit more risks here and there. And uh, we'll see what comes of it. All right. So, with that being said, you can always find this podcast on SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. Hopefully, working on someday getting Spotify. I haven't quite figured it out yet. You can always find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Off the Clock Pod. That's O F F T H A Clock Pod. You can search me on Twitter under triple underscore D. And you can email me at Off the Clock Podcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's O F F T H A Clock Podcast at yahoo.com. And again, this is Triple D, and I'll see you guys next time, next time, next time. Next time.